Hello wrestling fans, this is Quint Charisma. Hey, that's me. And I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yeah, hello everybody. And this is Territorial Wrestling Review. What's going on, JP? Hey, I'm just glad I watched the right episode this week. Hey! <laughs> well, I watched it and I gotta say it was a good one because I got like five pages of notes I wrote down. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a lot of notes, too, and like I mentioned on on last week's episode, the in-ring stuff is starting to pick up, and they're, they're starting to fire on more cylinders than the first episode we watched. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, I, I like, you know, the, like, I wouldn't say, you know, the territory's down and everything, but I think the talent's there. It's just, you know, it's just a lot of young talent at the time, so I think that's what hurt it, but the actual, the working stuff was really good, and I was going to some of the, uh, Shows at the fairgrounds around this time, and uh, uh, it was some really good matches and stuff, you know. So, uh, that's and, awesome that you got to experience it live. I was three months old, but that's really cool that you got to experience it live. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, I, I didn't go every week. Uh, Mark Gordy went every, pretty much every week. I went maybe about once a month with him, with him down there, but he would go about every week, so... I got to go about once a month around that time period when I started. Then later on, at like 88 and 89, we went almost every week. But um, uh, I noticed uh, when I was doing these notes uh, that this is show number four. <laughs> we made it to four. We did. We, we, we made it to four. Yeah, I was shocked. I thought, I was like, I'm going to count because I got kept all my notes. I get them in order and everything. I was like, dang, this is show four. So, all right. So this is show four. Let's get this on the road because we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. All right, this is the um, January 24th, 1987 uh, Evansville feed. So it was taped on January 17th, 87 in Memphis. This is when it was aired. Um, they had the regular opening, as always. <clears throat> there goes my coughing again. Daggummit. Uh, then they cut, you know, they cut to Lance and Dave. They go into the rundown. And... Um, Gave loaded a, card. Uh, what's that? Well, loaded card. I mean, yeah. you got the sheep, the sheep herders. They announced the, the Bryant brothers with the rock and roll RPMs. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, Whoa. Jared Travis. Toto Hold on. Cotto. Hold on. Whoa. Slow Easy. down. You said the Bryant Slow brothers? The Bryant brothers? Loaded card. That's what it says here. Hey, yeah. hey man, listen. Yeah, I know they met. I, <laughs> I noticed it. They mentioned them, and I was like, huh? <laughs> Old young guy Bryant is a superstar. <laughs> yeah, wait till we talk about that match. I, I had to rewind that about <laughs> ten times. I was rolling, dude. <laughs> but uh, so they gave the rundown and uh, and they uh, gave a Lawler rundown and they cut to break. They came back from break. Lance and Dave at the desk. They will get more on the Jerry Lawler injury when uh, Jonathan Boyd comes out there with the sheep herds interrupts and. Um, Boyd is uh, really good, I think. He's um, he's really good on the mic. He and then he's he's going crazy, and he he tells them that they're going to wrestle now. And he rings down, grabs the bell, and starts ringing it. So Lance goes with yeah, it. I, I audibly popped watching this yeah. when Boyd started ringing the bell. Yeah, he was um, he started ringing the bell. <laughs> I wasn't familiar with Jonathan Boyd. Like the, the sheep herders to me were were Butch and Luke. Yeah, you know. That come from a different generation. So getting to see Jonathan Boyd, granted he's not wrestling as much now as part of the Sheepers. He's more of a mouthpiece. But you're right; he's really good on the microphone. 
Yeah. And it really opened my eyes. And I'm going to go back and watch more Jonathan Boyd stuff. Yeah. Granted, I know he's a sheep herder, so he's not doing catches, catch, can wrestling. Yeah. Um, but, you know. If you want to see some sheep, uh, sheep herders with Jonathan Boyd, um, when they were in Memphis, was it 83? Um, actually, they actually, start, actually, they were down in uh, Southwest. Um, and Miller got hurt. And Boyd, he was the mouthpiece. But he he um, Then he took uh, Boyd's place, and I came up here. Boyd took uh, Miller's place. So it was Williams and Boyd. Um, so there's a lot of that footage out. And, um, um, yeah, it, most people, that's what they're, you know, they remember them from, you know, your age group, you know, members, um, the Sheep Herders is uh, Williams and um, Miller right in the NWA right before they went to New York and become the, um, my mind just went blank. Bushwhackers, there you go, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, there's it's a lot of it's out there now on YouTube, uh, with uh Boyd and Williams as a sheep herders. Uh so yeah, go check it out. He's really good. Um so yeah, they went to the ring and um <laughs> they um where did I have that at? Oh yeah, Garmin and Trailer hit the ring and just just started plowing on Garmin and Trailer. Garmin and Trailer this week, they have on their matching yellow trunks this week again. <laughs> I'm and that's for when they peed themselves. Yeah, yeah, they just got the piss kicked out of them. <laughs> it wouldn't stain their trunks too bad. Uh, that's all I got was they just uh, just come in just total squash. Boyd stayed at the ta- uh, stayed at the table talking the whole time, and um, they beat them. Uh, and then I've got uh, they were setting up for the um, top rope come off with the flagpole injury gimmick they've been doing to people and they set it up and he was just come off the top and all of a sudden the fabs hit the ring house of fire so obviously when i watched the wrong episode last week the fabs hitting the ring was a huge surprise for me not so much now that i actually went back and watched the correct episode <laughs> um, but the pop the fabs guy was amazing yes uh- that, that crowd came unglued. Yeah, I got something on my side note. I said, side note, Fab's pop was biggest biggest one I've heard on the on this TV. Even bigger, a lot bigger than Travis and Jarrett's pop, which they've been having the biggest pop. But this was, yeah, people weren't expecting that at all. And, and we got a rugged Fab's too. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? We, we didn't get top hat and tails. Chippendales. We we got got jeans and, and tight t shirts and cowboy boots. Yeah, and, se- <laughs> and sitting in Jerry Jarrett's barn with hay in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> or in Jerry Jarrett's wife's tub. Yeah, holding really still with a glass of wine. Yeah, so it's a video. Yeah, looking like why well, is there two guys in a, in a bathtub drinking champagne together? You know, like kind uh, of the fabs <laughs> definitely in a time capsule. Yeah. But, so, but then we got what we did get to see a lot was like they actually fought through the back, which granted was a, a curtain to the outside back door. It wasn't much, but we got to see a fight to the back. I, th- I think, and I may be wrong on this, last time before that we saw that was Jerry Lawler getting hit with a car. Or is that after this? I don't know my times. Okay. Um, talking about when Eddie Gilbert. Eddie Gilbert. Yeah, that was an 88. That's coming up. Okay. So, yeah, an 88. This before that. Yeah, this was the first time I've, I I can you know I can remember. Um, I'm sure it happened before, but actually them fighting through the babyface um, curtain 
and then taking a left and going down the hall to the outside parking lot. Um, you know, I've seen them where they, the camera will go out through there and they'll be out there fighting in the parking lot. But as far as I can remember, that's the first time I can remember actually going through the baby face curtain fighting and then taking it back out that way. Um, and I put, uh, <laughs> and I, uh, went out the back door into the parking lot and as I put Boyd, <laughs> uh, sheep heard, uh, Williams and Miller jump in the car, jump in the car. Boyd has a big piece of wood and he's holding off the fabs while um, they get the car and he jumps in the car and they take off and one of the fabs kicks the bumper. Uh, and I put, how convenient for that car to be parked in the first space right beside the door. <laughs> Not only that, he get. And my thing is, I put on also on my notes. I put, I'm pretty sure that that uh, Lincoln Town car was either Randy Hales or uh, Eddie Marlin's town car. <laughs> That's why, because the, when I, the Fabs, I they should have been in a beat up pickup, and boy jumped in the bed as they were. Oh, that would have been perfect. Like that. That'd have been perfect. Uh, if the sheep herders and this Lincoln Town yeah, car. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it, it didn't. It, don't it, get me wrong. Everyone drove a Lincoln Town car, a Cadillac, if you made money. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but uh. But it just didn't, but yeah, I think it was one of their cars because if you know when the fat when the fabs they kicked it, they kicked the bumper. That you know you go on somebody, you're gonna, you know you would, he just like tapped it. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, that's one. That's either um, uh, Hell's or um, Marlin's car. You know. <laughs> well, if this would have been WWF, then it would have been. Uh... It would have been Finkel's car, and Vince would have had him hit it with a baseball bat and never smartened up Finkel. Yeah. He'd have been just like, hey, go get, get, here, take this out of, take this money and go get it fixed. You know? <laughs> well, that's like Cornette's car. They beat, they bust the windshield out of the back of it, and, you know, well, you know, they did this, actually, they did a lot of stuff down there. Uh, they, but they, you know, they'd bust out the windshields and they'd give the boys the money get it fixed, you know, but, um, so then I got the fabs come back in and, and cut a big fiery promo. And then they show the, uh, injury video again from Florida. And I think Kern messed up. Uh, cause this, to me, I think this should have been, a, I'm pretty sure it was a, supposed to be generic interview. And he said Memphis. Uh, I noticed that as well. Yeah. I, I'm pretty, usually on a big angle like this, I usually cut a generic um, they, they, you know, that's about the only thing I've heard. They really, you know, when they tell me, you know, do their interviews up, uh, tell me, you know, if it's either Memphis for Memphis or they'll tell me it's generic and for the, that means it's going, you know, the other city tapes. Um, so that's about that. For I've always heard that's about the only, you know, a lot of the guys, that's all they take, you know, the, when, you know, the veterans, you know, that's basically all they tell them, you know, and, uh, and then he covered up. He's like, then he said, and then all around the area. So he kind of, I think he realized as soon as he said that. And um, uh, then they get the flag and they go to burn the flag. And Eddie Marlin comes out there and stops them talking about fire hazards and all that. <laughs> you know, and that was a good way for him to, to save Babyface. Yeah. But still pull out of it. Yeah. I was wondering when he was like cutting them off and the people started booing. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I was like, the crowd's just turn on it. Yeah, I was gonna say the crowd is a turn on. 
like, you know, until the 90s, you didn't have the heel authority figures. You know, before yeah. then, the office was the baby face. Yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. like, oh, no, how are they going to get out of this? And he's like, fire hazard and curtains. Yeah, like, curtains. he explained, he said, we got all these curtains, we got all these people, we can't, we can't, you know. Well, you know, so then, he, you know, he said, oh, we'll do it at the, we can do it at the Coliseum. And then he said, I'm going to burn, you yeah. know, like, do any laws against burning in an arena? You can burn it wherever you want, just not in here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Then they uh, cut to a break, and it goes to the Evansville Rundown for the uh, January 28th show at Evansville Coliseum. Uh, Lance, Bruno, Bubba, and Goliath, and um, Lance announces a women's woman a women's lib battle royal, and then he goes. Then I've got notes on this later. This yeah. Yeah, and then that's then then he says then he goes into says then he talks about the boy Tony versus Tracy Smothers personal pole match and then he goes into the Bubba Goliath versus Travis and Jarrett for the Southern Belts. Then Bruno holds up some kind of keychain. Did you see that? Yeah, I had no idea what that was. I didn't either. I was like, okay. So then then he goes then Lance goes back and talks about the women's lib battle royal. He says only four women are in it. And it's the two teams of Locke and Luna and Kane Devine and Debbie Combs. And I was like, how's that going to work? How can you, that didn't make no sense to me. And later in the show, they explain it. But I was just like, you know, it's like people, I'm sure when they played that, people were scratching their heads. It's like, huh? You know? Cause it, <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll say this. When Lance asked Bruno about the Women's Live Battle Royal, I got ready for some misogynist, cringeworthy gold, and uh, I got nothing. I know. I noticed that. I was like, oh, he's fixing Here he goes. And uh, But, yeah, he didn't – yeah, that <laughs> – he didn't say much. And then uh, uh, he, they didn't announce any of the other matches, and they cut back to the studio. And um, so we go yeah, back to – the main event anywhere. So we go back to the studio, and I'm going to let you take this one, second match, when they go back to the studio. Uh, the Bryant brothers, I think my new favorite tag team move over Midnight Express against the Rock and Roll RPN. <laughs> uh, Mike Davis takes the first hit toss of the day, and uh, that was it for the Bryant brothers shine. Yep. Aggressive <laughs> um, heat on Randy, Randy Bryant, focusing on the bandage uh, right wrist and arm, which, again, watching this when I was watching it out of order didn't make any sense after seeing last week's episode make perfect sense. Uh, old man hair Robert Bryan is trying to make a comeback, but he gets instantly cut off and put it away with the double team backbreak. Okay. So what I noticed was he was wearing the, the gimmick on his wrist, on his arm, and they on his right one, you know, you work the left, but I guess, you know, it's a legit injury, so they had to, so if they wouldn't get on it, it wouldn't make sense. So, but then... <laughs> When the when the one Bryant brother made the hot tag to the the skullet Bryant Bryant brother, that, that's old man hair Robert Bryant. Old man hair in quotations. That's his gimmick name. I just call him the skullet Bryant. <laughs> I he, he they made the hot tag. He come in. I never seen nobody come in the ring like that. He came it's like instead of going. I don't know. Why, did you notice? How did he look like he about broke his back trying to get in? Because he looked like he like grabbed the top rope, and people do it going out of the ring where they jump and they slide between the top and the middle rope out to the floor. 
He did that into the ring on a hot tag. Did you notice that? <laughs> Pop broke his back. Everything he did looks pretty awkward. Oh, so this was... it didn't stand out to me. Oh, go back and rewind it, man. Watch it. Dude, I laugh. I'm t- I re- kept rewinding and laughing. He comes in. He comes with a hot tag, and I think Tommy Lane's right there, and he goes to kick him. So he does that. He, t- he grabs the top rope and lifts his body up and tries to sw- swing his legs into the ring to kick Tommy Lane and get in the ring at the same time on the hot tag. And it, he about breaks his back. He bends him backward. It's the funniest thing. I was dying. It like he tried to do the middle rope version of that Tracy Smothers jump over the top and karate kick you. <clears throat> the truth. But he's nowhere near Tracy Smothers. It, it's... Dude, it's uh, it's the awkwardest looking thing I've ever seen. It's uh, it's uh, it was so funny, and I just kept laughing and rewinding because it was like he had no clue what he was doing. <laughs> and he, like I said, he bent his back off. <coughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start coughing again. Oh man! <laughs> but yeah, it, it, if people, if you want, go up back and just if just to watch the show just for this. <laughs> He about, it was so funny. It was the most awkwardest looking getting in the ring from, for a hot tag I ever seen in my life. It was, oh my gosh. Now, I've seen people trip and stuff before, but, you know, trip, their foot hits the rope, and the second rope, and they're coming in. But this guy, <laughs> I'm telling you, it was, I was, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen that before. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it since either. So, yeah, that was. Um, you okay over there? Yeah, man, I'm. I've just been coughing for like three days now, and um, I thought it was better. Oh gosh, that's gonna be. That's gonna sound really good. So that's what I got on that one. Um, I noticed the RPMs didn't give an interview before the match or after the match. So nope, it was. Uh, it was over and out. Yeah, yeah. In did the deal. Then out and back to the dressing room. It was after last week where they basically didn't cut an interview before or after. Um, so I think it's, you know, it's adding a little more to that uh, thing I th- uh, that we talked about that they may be on their way out, you know. So, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but, um, so they cut to break after that. And then it cuts to the uh, Evansville uh, lineup. Lance, um, Gives the gives the rundown for he goes seven bouts and goes through and he announces all seven. It starts out with uh, the hunter with Bambi versus Pat Tanaka. I laughed out loud. The hunter with, with Bambi. Bambi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please tell me you get okay. Yeah, I was about to say if you didn't get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I laughed out loud. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I was gonna talk more about the hunter at the end when I recap, give them stuff about him. Then they got Jonathan Boyd versus uh, Paul Diamond. Then Boy Tony versus Tracy Smothers, personal pole match. And then um, fourth is the world, the women, the ladies world tag team title match, the champions Daughters of Darkness versus Debbie Combs, Candy Divine. Uh, the fifth match is Tarzan Goto. And Soul Train Jones for the international title, which Jones is yeah, champion. Yeah, you don't forget it. Yeah. Soul Train Jones, international heavyweight champion, yeah. three weeks in the company. <laughs> then uh, sixth match is um, for the Southern Tag Team titles. Uh, Bubba and Goliath going against uh, 
Travis and Jarrett. Travis and Jarrett's the champions. Then the um, seventh match is a Women's Live Battle Royal. And that's when uh, they explained it, which they should have, they, this should have been the first uh, insert to the uh, uh, Evansville rundowns, because um, actually Lance tells it's the first ever men's and women all together battle royal. So that makes more sense than in the first cutaway of the Evansville card. He just said four women, you know. <laughs> so it made more sense. Uh, also, I noticed. Um, when they was he was doing the rundowns, he did it by self. There was no uh, heel or babyface interviews uh, during the rundown, uh, and there was no managers mentioned in the rundown with the people except for Bambi with the hunt with the hunter. Um, also, something it it, it kind of caught my eye on this rundown was uh, no uh, fabs or no sheep herders, uh, especially if they just this big big deal, you know. Um, you know, ten minutes earlier on the on the TV. What's that? That's Rementis. Steve already told us that it's Rementis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, so and and there's no mention of Rich or Idle about anything. So they cut back to the yeah. studio and. Uh, real, real quick, I, I want I have to say something about this women's live battle royal. Now this is 1987. Yeah. <laughs> Intergender wrestling started getting popular about eh, 2018. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, yeah, well, and it was a disgrace to the business. <laughs> but I mean, we have the seedlings of it in 1987. Yep. But here's the thing. If you watch toward the um, more into the end, towards the end of the show, Kind of, they. I think what they should have done. I think they should have uh, with the Lock and Luna. I think they should have left Debbie Combs and Kane Divine out of it, and it would have it would have made more sense because the way they were acting, which we'll go into later into the show too. I kind of kind of. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who Lock is, but Luna's probably tough at the guys. Um. Okay, I'll give you a side note. I was going to do it there at the end of the rundown. Uh, Locke is uh, wine on a little heart. Um, okay. Yeah, she uh, did an Indian gimmick uh, for a while. And she, all, she also was, uh, before they, they, she turned into Locke, she was, uh, in Florida, she was Cindy Lou or something like that. Uh, if you watch like uh, uh, some of that old Florida stuff when Sullivan and the Wyndham's were feuding really big. Uh, she's supposed to be a good friend that grew up with Kendall and Barry and um, Sullivan like possessed her and stuff and turned her into Locke so but yeah it's one on a little heart um, she worked out like 70s early 80s a lot uh, some old uh, New York TV you see her working on that a lot uh, when they brought the women in up there and yeah so a pretty well traveled yeah, yeah, yeah. She she did a lot. She helped Mula train at Mula's camp. Uh, yes, yeah, so she was late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, she was you know in the she was a, one of the top women names. And um, but yeah, so okay. that, that's that's who Locke was. So um, all right, so they come back to the studio and uh, they go to the match with uh, Travis and Jarrett against uh, Goto and Tojo. And a little side note is. Um, 
at this time, uh, Tojo was a, uh, was actually uh, 60 years old. So, um, wow. And this was the first week Lance actually made acknowledgement that Sato, Akio Sato, wasn't there anymore. Um, that was like the first time he's been gone since a little before Christmas. And uh, it's the first time they've actually, you know, talked about it. Um, you know, basically, they just, uh, uh, Goto and Travis did, and uh, actually, no, uh, Goto and uh, Jarrett did some good little spots at the beginning. I'll let you take the rest of it, see what you think about it. Uh, so, right off the bat, Jarrett and Travis out to Notorious by Duran Duran. Um, not only did the crowd pop huge, but I popped huge. It's just such a random entrance song. I love it. Yeah. Um, like, like you said, beautiful wrestling with, with Jared and Goto. Um, and, and it's really cool knowing Goto's later legacy for Blood and Gut in, a, in the FMW promotion. Yeah. Seeing him wrestle so solidly is really cool to watch. Yeah, he's really, he was um, really good. Yeah. Billy Travis took heat. Um, and man, he sells great. Uh, I like his, his little fiery, he, he throws those Lawler uppercuts. Yeah. And they, they always looked really good with Jeff, Jeff through those too. Yeah. Um, but man, they're behind him a thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, Billy hit like the, the super high sunset flip. It looked like he backdropped himself. Yeah. He, he, um, he gets it, air. Yeah. He was, and he didn't have like much of a body or anything on Like you don't look at him and go athlete. Exactly. Man, he was really athletic. Yep. Um, there's no hot tag. Jerry just gets frustrated and blows in. You know, big four-way, pow, pow, pow. RPM's out to beat down. And then we get a save. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're strapping the, uh, the rocket on old Soul Train Jones because he can come in and run off four people all by his lonesome. Yep. <laughs> He was over, man. I, I can't say anything. He was, he was over. Yeah, he, he, um. But we know what he will become. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he came in, made the save, ran him off. They powdered, the heels powdered out. Um, he stayed in the ring with the Bay Faces and basically made it. Then they, um, they, uh, Bay Faces, uh, Travis and Jarrett and Soul Train, they get out of the ring and Travis and Jarrett go back to the dressing room. Uh, all of a sudden, Soul Train Jones' music hits. <laughs> And he becomes a dancing machine. And I put... Well, his pecs do, anyway. He starts... I put uh, Soul Train Jones, as music hits, he starts dancing. He starts dancing around in front of the fans. And it says... It says he tries, he tries to dance with a fat white lady in the front row. Don't know which one of them, of the two, has less rhythm. <laughs> Because I was like, I was like, all right then, <laughs> the fat white lady or 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 the black guy. Okay, the black guy should be just busting a move. It's like neither neither of them have a lick of rhythm in them. <laughs> he couldn't match his feet up with his pecs. Yeah, he get that timing down, he'd be all right. Yeah. <laughs> I like that he danced all the way around the ring over to Lance. Yeah, he danced, but he stopped. That's what that, that put it. He danced over to Lance for the interview, but he stopped one last time for the camera to uh, do the uh, peck, <laughs> to do the uh, peck flex in front of the uh, in front of the crowd one more time, and then I put in uh, in my nose, and you can see a fan holding up a big yellow sign that said "Get Well, Jerry." Big yellow poster board said "Get Well, Jerry" on it. Um, 
So he walks over to, to Lance, and this week they actually cut his music off for once. Thankfully. Yeah, because they, they actually did the interview without it. You okay? Um, so, um, did he... <laughs> oh, okay, I'm trying to laugh about this. So he goes to the interview, and, um... <laughs> he tells he tells Lance that uh, Lance is talking about how he said glad you were you were back there watching the match and you know you, you saved the day and he was he said <laughs> oh my gosh he goes I seen he goes I seen what Japan did a long time ago he said that's never going to happen again <laughs> over forty years ago. Over forty years ago, and we're still making World War Two references toward Japanese wrestlers. Yeah, and then he, then it gets even better. Then he says it's never gonna happen. He says it's never gonna happen again. So he says he ain't gonna let it happen because he's there to drop. He's here to drop the bombs, baby. Drop to drop these bombs on them. Bombs away. Oh yeah. Oh, that was. He's, he's gonna drop the bombs on them. Bombs away. So I put that on the said, you can tell he's green because he wants hold the mic. He wants to hold the mic with Lance. <laughs> yeah, that's even better. Before he took it from Lance, which didn't last long, but like they're both holding the mic. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they were fighting over it. But yeah, a lot of you know. Like, when Soul Train goes, I'm fighting for America. Yeah, and I put, we're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, though, man, it was—it's weird that he actually, I mean, as green as he was at the time, I—he seemed—I I think he, he seemed more comfortable doing this than uh, than he, what he the Virgil gimmick. Yeah, you know? I don't know. It just yeah, no, I get that. And he was saying all in those promo, he was saying all the right cliches. To yeah, the people behind him. There is just no substance to the promo. Like when you get a Jerry Lawler promo, there might be a couple clean cliches thrown here and there, but there's substance to it. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was just. This is very much a. I liken it to when I go to an indie show, and it's a you know go me go. I want to say the things that are going to elicit a response no matter what. Yeah, it was, it was real, everything he says is real generic until he's green. So he's just just saying the most generic and things. He doesn't to, want to drop these twenty inch bombs on Goto. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was all soul <laughs> When he said that, I lost it, man. I was like, oh gosh. So then they um, Lance plugs his fan fan club again because the guy Lance said something like. It was, he said, I think I cut it away too soon last time, so I'm going to leave it up a little longer this time, so you get, the, so make sure you get the address right. And if anybody didn't miss that, it's the Soul Train Jones Fan Club, <laughs> P.O. Box 12905, Memphis, Tennessee, 3818-0905. <laughs> Write it now, let us know what you get. <laughs> oh yeah, I put that out there, I've got to know. <laughs> Man. Yeah, just like, <laughs> it's like, just like, yeah, I'm gonna cut it off too soon, last time. So I'm gonna put it up a little longer this week. <laughs> I was like, all right then. 
So then they, um, <laughs> talk about, <laughs> then, um, so he talks, oh, then he, uh, mentions the, uh, that he's going to, uh, mentions Tuesday night, Tuesday, he's going to be dropping the 20-inch bombs again, and then Lance cuts to, uh, the Soul Train, Soul, Dra <laughs> Soul Train Jones video, it's the same one they've been showing, but, um, so I was like, did he miss? Yeah, lots, lots of entrance, lots of dancing and flexing, not much on wrestling. Yeah, but, well, because they made that video for his first week there, so they didn't have really much footage. But, like, you know, like, like, they could have made it after his 101st week there. But I'm just saying, <laughs> no, but I think the only thing they showed was with, with the match against Goliath, I think, in the video. But, um, <laughs> the, um, <clears throat> um, Oh crap! What was I gonna say? <laughs> My mind just went blank. Um, dang! I'm we got Tojo and Goto with an interview. I'm trying to think. I'm, so we're gonna be able to understand all of this one. Yeah. So they got the video, then they cut back to Lance. Tojo and Goto come out there and do an interview, and then Tojo tells a racial joke. Did you see that? I died. Oh, I have it right here. Surprise. Tojo with the racial comment of the episode thus far. I know. That's like he's the one that does the racial. It was bad, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. It was yeah. bad. Yeah, please. Go back and watch this. Oh, my gosh. I rewind. It's like, no, he just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, we thought all the stuff, and don't get me wrong, the stuff that Bruno said in the past was bad, this was bad. Yeah, this, this, take, yeah. He just, he just, um, Stole Bruno's racial thunder, racial slur thunder. <laughs> yeah, Bruno's in the back throwing chairs, yelling gimmick infringement. Yeah. So, do that, and they cut the break, the little break, and they come back to the studio with Lance. He's going to interview the Daughters of Darkness, Locke and Luna. Um, I noticed uh, Jonathan Boyd wasn't with them when they come out. So. Yeah, because they, they, you know, he kept saying we could oh, bring. Oh, you know what? It makes sense. He left earlier. Oh, that's right. Forgot about it. They got run off. <laughs> yeah. He, he comes back with his two by four. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's why he went with him. Duh. I'm glad you noticed that. So, uh. <laughs> Man, hearing, hearing Luna's voice brought back memories, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, she's always. I don't know. I, I loved it because, like, Luna, Luna was on TV a lot when I was younger in my yeah. like prime watching wrestling. So yeah. it, it was really cool, man. I always liked Luna. Yeah, she was really underrated, I thought. But and, uh, and I could even tell, you know, just as a know nothing fan during the Attitude Era, that like, you know, all these other girls aren't very good wrestlers, but this girl's scary, and she could probably hurt somebody. Yeah, yeah. And then after all the shoot interviews I've heard with uh, Gangrel, I was right. Yeah, I'm, Chris Chapin used to tell me some stories about her. Yeah, she's um, she's really crazy, dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I loved that because not a lot was said in this; just a lot of grunting and craziness. Yeah, that's all needed to be. Lance, either either Lance is the best actor in the world, or he was legit creeped out, but in his own charming Lance way. Okay, then I put, they come out, did their their interview. I said, somebody didn't smarten lock up because you don't touch Lance Russell. And she did like two or three times. She kept grabbing him. 
And I was like, somebody didn't smarten her up. You know? Well, Luna touched him a couple times, too, but she didn't grab him. No, she, like, she, no, she like grabbed. She, I mean, that's what I'm saying. She really grabbed, you know, aggressively. Yeah. And I was like, oh, somebody just tell you, you know, Lance, you don't do that to Lance. <laughs> so, uh, so that's all I got about that. And then they, um, they go to uh, the ring. It's the Memphis Vice against Keith Roberson and Keith Eric. And then I know Slock and Luna. Get, this, this team is called Keith Squared. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was surprised to see Keith Eric back because, like, was it three weeks ago he about broke his arm in that match with Lawler? Remember he tried to catch himself on the... Yeah. <laughs> that suplex. <laughs> yeah. And that belly well, to back. <laughs> We get to see some more fun in this match. Yeah. So, Locke and Luna don't leave. They keep going around the ring. And then, they, uh, <laughs> basically trying, they start swiping at Jerry Bryant's legs and stuff. And so, Lance is on the thing. Tell him, he's, you can see him, he's hollering for uh, Eddie Martin to come out there to get him out of there. So, Eddie Martin comes out, he's on one side. Then, Randy Hales comes out on the other side. Then, all of a sudden. beat the car out of Randy Hales. Yeah. Luna. All of a sudden, Luna attacks Randy Hales. <laughs> Starts beating the crap out of him. And then finally, I got this. is Memphis Vice powder out. They each of them grab Locke and Luna. They both carry him out. Uh, the heel the, the door, heel curtain. And they shut the doors on them by the studio. So then they go back to the ring. And they start the match. And I got... This week, Lou has beat it on the back of his trunks, and Jerry Bryan has your mama on the back of his trunks. <laughs> See, I, I was trying to get what Jerry had, and I couldn't get a good shot. I got beat it. Yeah. It took me a while to, to get it, but yeah. <laughs> it was your mama. <laughs> I was like, ain't he supposed to be babyface now? <laughs> so... It's basically a squash. I did notice, um, where'd I have it on here? Um, oh, crap, where'd I put that? Oh, um, uh, Big Lou and, and Keith Robertson, they didn't work well together in that match, if you notice. Um, Winston no, went to, he went to give him a, he went to give him a suplex and he sandbagged him and it looked like a corkscrew suplex. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, um, right. <laughs> He got better through the years. Hey, that was, he was really green at that time. But he got a lot better yeah, through the like, years. Yeah, but like, you know what I'm saying? He had a decent build to him, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, Eric, Keith Eric had a little bit uh, of kind of pot belly going on or whatever. But Keith Roberson looked good, and then he about dies on one suplex. And, <laughs> well, there's a belly to back suplex coming up right after. Yeah. Lou that about killed him as well. Yeah, then I put on here. Uh, then Lou drops him in the back of his neck and head and neck and on the belly to back suplex. Um, then about uh, Keith Eric, I always, I always just say he was a, a bootleg. Um, um, oh crap! I just forgot what I was gonna say. Um, no, Nor he's a bootleg Norvell Austin. His body, right? <laughs> oh, there you go. I, I get it. I see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
Yes. So, yeah, I got here after that belly to back Roberson tags out for his own safety. Yeah, yeah, he got out of there, and then they um, had uh, Brian hit a good Hangman clothesline, and then Lou come back in with a power slam for the finish. And then I put, it looked like Eric, <laughs> Keith Eric kicked out before the three count. It looked like his shoulder was up. <laughs> did you notice that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I put uh, Eric tries that kick out right at three gimmick. Yeah. His brother sure likes to get himself over. Yeah. Then then I but then I put cut to break. He's gonna bring this up a year later when he wrestles Memphis Vice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's <laughs> I kicked out of that. <laughs> that put uh, cut to break. Go to Evansville rundown. Last rundowns runs that uh, runs down seven matches. Personal pole, ladies world title match, tag title match. First time. Uh, seven. Then he goes. Then he goes into gets a little more information on the battle royal. It's a seventeen-person women's live battle royal. So, so now you know it's got seventeen. Basically, everybody on the whole card is going to be in it. And then um, he talks about the um, uh, Southern Tag Match and um, Jared and Travis walk in. Uh, the to plug the. <clears throat> come in to plug the match, do an interview, and um, then it cut back to the studio. And we got Boy Tony and Bruno sitting there for an interview. Uh, talking about a match with... Boy Tony with a new moo and a new hat and a new bag. Yeah. Somebody went and got some Salvation Army bucks, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... They talk about the match, the person on the pole with some others, just basically just plugging it, based on it was. And then they, um, hold on, I got a cough real fast. It's, it's, it's killing me. Where'd my shirt go? <laughs> hold on one second. Well, ladies and gentlemen, allergies are bad in Tennessee. We apologize for Quentin's sickness. I don't live in Tennessee no more. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Kentucky. <laughs> well, I'm right on the line, so don't matter. Anyway, <laughs> um... So we go to, oh man, the fifth match of the night, it's the main event. It's Bubba Goliath, Boy Tony with Bruno uh, going against Paul Diamond, Tracy Smothers, John Paul, and Ed Maddox. What don't look right with that team? <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. One of these things is going to get beat. But did you notice the big pop from the Bay Faces come out? You could hear them. They pop loud. And um, then, oh, yeah. then next thing you know, because on the graphic it said with Bruno, and next thing you know, Bruno's in the apron, takes his shirt off. And, oh, uh, yeah. Hey, baby. Well, show the gun show off. <laughs> and Dave, go, Dave and Lance actually say, and Bruno is actually going to, is officially uh, in this match. So so he was actually going to be in this match. And uh, uh, I noticed that Paul Diamond was, was doing the commando gimmick. I, was that the first week? Because I don't remember him doing the commando with the paint and stuff in, before that, did he? I I seem to remember him having not quite as much paint. He had the pants but, on, but this week he was full out, all paint, face, body, everything. And I'm, jacked. Yeah, yeah. Beyond belief, jacked. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I got that. Then I put... Um, uh, let's see. Notice okay, then he hit a uh, a drop kick off the stand off the second rope on Goliath, 
I said you couldn't see where he hit Goliath because there's a bad camera angle. Uh, they were shooting it. They should have shot it from. They should have switched camera angle to the hard camera. So all you saw was back of, of uh, Goliath fall down. You couldn't see how where he hit him at. And, um, and then um, uh, he went for the cover, and Bubba fed in to break up the uh, pin. Diamond moved, and you couldn't tell if he leg dropped Goliath or if he elbowed him because they were that camera angle again. Um, I, I watched it back. It was the leg drop. Okay. So I it was more butt all over the face. Okay. I, I was like, Goliath's dead. Because <laughs> I, I kept watching. I was like, I couldn't, you know, I was like, it's just a bad camera angle. I don't know why they, they should have shot from the hard side. Um, especially when you got that many big guys in there and that many people. You need to shot, shoot from the hard camera. Um, you, you're going to miss stuff. Um, then I put, um, um, uh, what was it? Oh, Diamond and Smothers did a beautiful double drop kick on Bubba. And then Goliath fed up, and they did another beautiful drop kick on on Goliath. Did you see them double drop kicks they were given? Yeah, it was oh. beautiful, like you said, and especially the second one. Tracy went over Goliath's head. Yeah, it was. I was like, wow. <laughs> it, it was insane. Yeah, and um, so then I got um, they got a little heat on John Paul for maybe thirty seconds, and then he tagged him. Maddox, and then you know, from there it was, you know, it was it was over, definitely there. <laughs> then, and, and I have a gripe about that too, because like they tagged in John Paul and they tagged in Tony, and I was like, oh, we get to see some of that Tony Falk high spot. Yeah, and it went nowhere. They started yeah. beating him up, and I was like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so then they went to, um, next thing you know, they went to the big eight way. John Paul slides out and starts chasing Brute. Bruno around the ring on the floor while Bubba pins Maddox with the first fall. And then they cut away. How didn't you get to see what he hit him with? Um, you know what? There's so much going on. He murdered him with something. And, uh, they gave him a leg drop. Because he usually well, gets people. Like when he gave Goliath, he literally killed him. Because <laughs> he's been giving people splashes. Because I, I remember, I think he gave him with a leg drop. Because it's like usually doing the splashes. And I actually think he gave him a leg drop. Because it was a little different, um, so then they um, so they cut away and they Tracy goes over to Lance to do an interview, and uh, uh, basically it's for the interview for the uh, person on the pole match. <laughs> Tracy gives a really good fired up babyface promo, and um, he um, that's another thing. Uh, um, Either this wasn't, the interview wasn't meant to be, I, I think, um, I've noticed something, it's like, either the editing's been really bad here lately, um, when they edit down the, um, Memphis show, they edit down the tapes for the, to, they send out to the different towns, um, it just seems like the editing's been bad, because there's been a lot of stuff that, um, mentions of the Memphis cards and stuff, which you used to never see. Uh, especially, I, I never did on the national tapes when growing up. You'd hardly ever see, you know, this, you know, because uh, Tracy on the fired up uh, interview, he uh, he uh, at the very end he said he was gonna he was gonna get Bruno. He's gonna not Bruno to Mud Island, which everybody in Memphis that's a very popular place. 
So it kind of, but after he said that, he, you know, it's real fire pro interview promo, and he says that, and he starts watching. Man, he got a loud pop right there. I was noticing. I, I rewound it. It's like he's really getting over strong. Uh, he, I mean, it's not at the Jarrett and Travis pop, but I think he's second now. It, 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 I really that's on that interview. They really, some of they really pop for him. So, yeah, he was he, he was over. They loved Tracy. I mean, he really. I mean, you know, he, he came. You know, he came back in like summer '86, and up until then, he he always just did jobs there. You know, but he went to Watson. He came back. And they said, you know, he started getting that push, a little push, but push, you know. He's always just been that mid-card, but it just seems like the last couple of weeks, man, his pop seems like it's louder each week. And I think that's the loudest one he got when he, because every one of his, his promos have just been fiery, just full of fire. And um, so that was, it was good. Then they cut back. Um, they go to, they go to break, then they cut back. And it's Lance and Dave at the table. Going to do the show rundown. So, the eight man supposed to be two out of three falls, which they I don't think they maybe once every six months they might get a second fall in on that on on a two out of three. So we only get the one fall. So then they go to do the rundown, and um, they talk about the daughters of Dark, <coughs> daughters of darkness, the Fabs and the sheep herders. Then they go into the uh, talk about the Jerry Lawler injury, and they go to a video, and it has Randy Hales. Supposedly talking to Lawler's doctor about the the surgery and the recover the recovery, and he's asking the questions about it. And uh, and the whole time I was thinking, I was like, "Wow, they had no HIPAA laws back in, did they?" <laughs> I had the exact note because, as you know, I work in the healthcare industry. Yeah, <laughs> all these HIPAA laws are being so broken. Yeah, I know. That's all I could think of. <laughs> I was like, "Okay." <laughs> But, I mean, it was, you know, back then, nobody, <laughs> nobody cared, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, nobody thought about that, but that's the first thing I put on here, too. HIPAA does not exist in Memphis, 1987. <laughs> so then they cut back to Lance and Dave at the table. They don't even do a recap of the matches, of what the extra matches was, the winners and losers and all that. They just, they go to the send-off. And uh, on the recap, and uh, they do the you know the their send off, and then it's over. So then, so I go to my my little note, the ugh, my little notes that I I'm gonna recap. So I'm gonna let you let you go and recap stuff that you noticed that stuck out and good and bad. Cause we got about about six minutes left. We can recap. Do our recap of it. Yeah, well, my mindset is basically going to be really quick. It's just the fact that, like, like I said at the beginning of the show, is that the in-ring stuff is really picking up, and it's really helping me get sucked back in. Um, because, you know, like I said on the first couple of shows, it was really lacking of the in-ring. But as that's picking up, and I'm coming in, you know, just getting into the angle, so not knowing all the characters and whatnot, was really helping me come in and enjoy watching these you know over and over and over um and i'm giving my own little gimmicks to the uh, jobber tag teams like the world famous world traveled journeyman duo of the bryant brothers 
Oh, that's funny. <laughs> the Bryant brothers. <laughs> oh, me. So what else did you get from it? Um, I don't know, man. It, it, the show flowed better than all the rest of them did. I think it was a better Dude, show. You know what I mean? It, it was a better show than the um, week before, I think. Yeah, and we actually got, I think, we got five matches. You know, one got cut off, but we actually got five matches. Yeah. One of them, we watched, I know we got, like, three. Yeah. There was a lot. Yeah, I noticed that, too. I noticed it. Yeah, so we're getting more action, which I think helps everything flow better. Um, we're getting new people to shine. We're getting new, more established people in, you know, with the sheep herders and the fads. Yep. Damn. Yeah. Without Waller on. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we talked about the week, the show last week. Um, talk about we thought it seemed like a throw together show. Remember, we talked about it because there. Um, um, I had on here that um, the people that wasn't on the show last week was the um, Paul Diamond. Uh, uh, where'd I put that at? I thought I wrote that down. Huh. Uh, there was no Paul Diamond, no Pat Tanaka, I know for sure. It was no Paul Diamond, no Pat Tanaka, no Memphis Vice, no Tojo, no Goto. Everybody there was back this week except Paul, uh, Pat Tanaka wasn't on the show. Of the ones that were that was on the show the week before that we noticed. But then again, yeah. he could have been on the the, um, the longer... Memphis feed. The Memphis feed. So he might have been on that. Because he was, he was booked for the Evansville show... So he might not, he, either he wasn't on the show or he was, um, he, you know, but everybody else was back that was, was missing on that show. So, and I think that's why the show, I think it, it flowed better. Um, you know, they're, they're giving that, um, oh, I, was, I remember, I was talking about the hunter. Uh, the hunter is, uh, was, uh, Del Vizi, strongman Del Vizi. Worked uh-huh. with, he worked Southwest Georgia, uh, Bambi. I'm I'm thinking that might have been a girlfriend or a wife or something. Uh, it wasn't the re- lady wrestler Bambi, uh, Peggy Lee Leathers so part. We she was a sweetheart. Do what? I just met her two weeks ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. So it wasn't the lady wrestler Bambi that's that's the partner of Peggy Lee Leathers? It's not her. This is a total different person. Um, <clears throat> the. Uh, the RPMs are still around. Uh, we thought they'd be finishing up, but they did a run-in, so I don't know. Who knows? That's still in the air. Um, no mention of, of Island Rich at all, basically. Um, it, it just kind of shocking. Um, Soul Trains Jones is Monster Push. I'm wondering if they're um, if they're doing that to try to get I mean, I'm not being racial or nothing, but I'm wondering if they're doing that to get get the because all the crowds are down in the territory. If they're trying to get the like like the the black crowd up in Memphis, maybe I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to be racial, yeah, but trying, no, trying to get the JYD effect in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, basically, because uh, the territory's still hurting. Um, you know, especially with the Lawler and Rich and Idol thing got put on the back burner. You know. Um, and then uh, this thing with the fabs and sheep herders, you know, I'm thinking they're hoping that'll pop, you know, business back until they figure out what's going to go on with the Lawler, Rich, and Idol, which that makes me think that, that man, I still think that that was a, a shoot. 
because you're you're trying to get your business built back up, and you got you started a hot angle, and why in the world would you take over a month off? I mean, so I've got the quote from Jerry's book. Oh, I've seen it. I've I've went back. I looked on the internet, so I saw it. I went. You may be right. He may be kayfaving. Go on, go on by his book. You know, it's a vasectomy reversal. Yeah, reversal. Yeah, reversal. Which, my thing is, why would he have a reversal? Because, one, he's still married to that, that, the Pam lady. And why would they, I mean, he's getting up in a little age by then. She's a little bit aged by then. So, unless he actually did have it done and he had complications from it. And it took him out longer than he thought. Maybe. If he did, but just if he did it and did the angle to be out a week or so, you know, um, he was out a lot longer, and the, they're needing the houses to be up. It just didn't make any sense, you know. So I, I don't, I don't know. But it did allow them to create underneath, which yeah. I liked. Yeah, it, it that, but at that time period, you're don't really worrying about your underneath because your houses are. are or got have gotten so low, and that's why I, I it just some did some don't add up, you know. But it's wrestling, so who knows? Um, but uh, I think that's all I had on mine. Like I said, it's a better, I thought it was a better show. Um, uh, I know in the uh, months, couple months to come, they'll be bringing in more talent. Uh, your mid card talent, lower your open car talent. I know. I just remember back when from watching it back in the day that it was um, um, they started bringing more in. Um, they did a lot of this. I remember some people they switched some people from babyface to heel and stuff like that. So it's gonna be interesting to see. And uh, so then when Lawler does does get back, they'll rev up that idle and rich Lawler thing pretty good. So uh, uh, we got about a minute left. Um, but um, so I'm, we're gonna wind this down. <laughs> um, but I want to thank everybody for listening, and um, hopefully we're it's our fourth show. It's getting better. So hopefully it's getting better, and everybody enjoying it. Uh, leave us some messages on the at the Facebook page. At the um, it's the uh, the No Budget uh, Podcast Center. Just leave it there. You can leave your if you have a friend with with Jeremiah. You can leave it on his social media. But uh, for uh, Quint Charisma, hey, that's me, and Jeremiah Plunkett, thanks for listening, and God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.